Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for everyone who reaches out on Facebook again or Insta. Actually, not not Facebook. Who's on Facebook these days? Your grandma's on Facebook. That's who's on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, but not that much. But anyway, so we um, uh, my, our ministry page is on Facebook. If you didn't know, Ryan and Krista Yesta, it's on there. So um, uh, it's better than Instagram for a ministry. But uh, we... Um, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who's reached out on Instagram and, and told us how much they love the podcast. We love uh, um, we love hearing from you guys. You know, the Bible is set up to give us direction and instruction on how to live the life that God is pleased with. When you read the Bible, understand that Joshua 1 says it's uh, read this, meditate in this book of instruction day and night. There, there, the Bible is part instruction, part impartation, um, but a lot of it's instruction. And there's kind of an interesting theme that you go, if you read Proverbs early on when I was a teenager, I, I, it dawned on me or someone told me, hey, there's 31 uh, chapters in Proverbs and there's 31 days in the longest month. And so you read a chapter a day and it's kind of always stuck. And, and so reading the Proverbs, there's a theme that goes through between this, um, the contrast between the wise person and the foolish person. And so you can actually go through Proverbs and, and understand from God's perspective, what it means to be wise what it means to be foolish. So we're going to talk a little bit today about how to not be foolish, how to avoid being a fool. And the the truth is with this, this isn't a, hey, to be a fool, you need to check off all the boxes. You need to um, not do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. It's if any of these apply to you, God puts you in the category of the fool. And it's kind of a crazy thing because I'll go through them and you'll understand. But there's been people that I've talked to who, you know, in some areas do well, good good Christians, you know, things that, that, that are going well in their life. But there's one area where they just don't allow themselves. They haven't learned and they haven't grown up. And God looks at them as a fool because of the way they act in the area. First of all, in Psalm 53, 1, it says, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. Ultimately, people who oppose the gospel are foolish. It is foolish. The Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but to lose his own soul? It is foolish for, for someone to look at the world and come up with the answer that there is no God. The Bible says, fools make a mock of sin. So I know we're listening to this. I know you're listening to this Christian podcast more than likely you're born again. You're going out of, out of your way to put the word of God in your heart on a, daily bla- on a daily basis. But understand, a lot of times when we look at atheists, we can get a little bit nervous. I know there's, you know, uh, there's teachings that I've listened to on how to properly, not debate, but how to have the right answers for, for atheists. But, um, but a lot of times, we don't need to do, most times you don't need to do that. I mean, it's good to get an understanding of how to like maybe have some responses when they ask tough questions, but we're not talking, we don't need to have our preaching and our and our answers based to the person who God calls a fool. Fools ask stupid questions. So if a fool's presupposition is, well, there is no God, he's just got it all wrong. You're looking at someone who they may be, you know, who is the guy that, that passed away, the guy who's in the wheelchair, Stephen Hawking, right? Man would look at him, natural man, and be like one of the smartest people of our generation. Yet God looks at him 
and calls him a fool. So number one way to know if you're a fool is if you don't believe in God. If you make a mock of sin, if you take the things of God lightly, God puts you in the category of a fool. Number two is a fool hates correction. The Bible says that a a fool despises correction, but a wise man seeks it out. Let that sink in for a second. A wise person is someone who puts himself in a place to seek out instruction and correction. Someone who's, who, who brings themselves to the authority of the Word of God, brings themselves to the authority that God has put in place, pastors, teachers, leaders, and places themselves under their authority. I had someone come to me and said, uh, you know, it's, it's one of my listeners, so he's probably listening right now, but said, I, I, just, want, um, I just want you to know, uh, Pastor Ryan, that you can speak into my life anytime. If there's, I'm asking you if there's anything you see in my life that's wrong, that's, that's, uh, you can see in my habits, you can see in my life, anything. I, I, I give you permission, please speak into my life and, and, and give me the correction that I need. And man, that's, that, it takes manning up to do that. That's not an easy thing to do because you're humbling yourself before the word of God and then also a leader. It's, it's easy to say, yes, I obey the, the word, but then you don't go to church because you have no real authority. Oh, you know, God's my authority. Yes, absolutely. God is your authority, but God has set up other authority. I'm still in a place and I'll always be in a place where I'm under authority. Pastor Rodney is my pastor. Pastor Allen, I listen to. If I preach and Pastor Allen hears me preach, I go to him and say, hey, did I do anything wrong? Was there any area that I made a mistake? Did I miss, did I misspeak? I've, I've said things over the years in preaching that I look back and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. And now I'll say the opposite, right? So, so being under authority, a fool despises correction. One way you can tell if someone is a fool or not is if they always need to be right. There's people that I go to, even when I worked in natural things, right? I would, I would go and I would, they have a bad day and I'd be like, all right, cool. So let's diagnose your day. Like what happened? And you know, this happened, this happened, this this happened. They give me all the reasons why. And I'm like, well, did you, when this happened, did you say this, this, and this? And they're like, yes, I said exactly that. And I know for a fact that they didn't say exactly that because they've been doing this job for like a week and a half, maybe two weeks. And I've been doing this for this, that job for 10 years. But people are like, they're know-it-alls. Fools are people who can't stand to be corrected. They have to be right. They can't stand to receive instruction. They can't stand to be uh, in a place where they don't have the right answer. A fool despises correction, but a wise person seeks out instruction. The Bible says here uh, in Proverbs fifteen ten that he that hates reproof or correction shall die. If you hate reproof, the Bible says in Proverbs 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. It all comes back to the root of foolishness, and this would be number three, is after hates correction, is self-confidence and pride. You know, the, 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 the rod of pride, um, the rod of pride is in the, is, is in the fool's life. Let me find that scripture here. But um, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkens unto counsel is, is, um, is wise. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. There's people who uh, overestimate their spirituality, overestimate what they've got going for them, overestimate. And so they don't allow themselves to, to listen to instruction. There's, there's people that have, have, uh, t- people, I remember t- <laughs> there was a time where my wife was ministering and, uh, um, she prayed for people and this guy came up and he's like 17 years old 
and she asked me, hey, go, can you go pray for him? So I walked over and he like lifts his hands. And my wife talked about receiving from the anointing. And I just kind of went into it. I was a little, I don't know, uh, something just rubbed me the wrong way with this guy. And so he, he comes up and, and um, he's got his hands lifted. And I guess he's just expecting, you know, hands laid on him. And I just said, hey, what do you want from the Lord? He's like, oh, I, I want to receive a touch from the Lord. And I said, um, why? And I, and I knew it, I knew, maybe I was just in a, maybe I shouldn't have been, but anyway, I was like, why? And he's like, well, I want the Lord to use me. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, well um, you want to be in ministry? He says, yes. Now this kid's 17. Yes. I'm like, okay, cool. So are you planning to come to Bible school? And he's like, no, I'm not coming to Bible school. I'm like, you want to go in full-time ministry? Yes. But you're not going to come to ministry training school. He said, no. He said, no. He said, my father's taught me everything I need to know. He said, my father's like my pastor and he's taught me everything I need to know. And at that moment I was like, man, some people are like, here's this kid. He's taught me everything I need to know. 17 years old, got everything figured out. Like I know, I need to know every, I, I know everything that I need to know going into the ministry. People 20 years old, we've had people who are in our Bible school class last year who were like, yeah, I really didn't expect to gain much from these classes because I kind of know everything, you know, this is, this I'm, I go to the, I'm from this church here and it's a great ministry. So I kind of knew everything. I didn't expect to gain anything. Like you're telling me you're not going to gain from the word of God. Now, if I was coming in teaching a faith class from my own opinion, but this is the word of God. Like people who are in faith can, I've, t- I've taught classes on faith. And last night during church service, he said, don't speak what you see, speak what the word of God says. And it leaps on the inside of you. And I get something fresh from the word every time if my heart is in the right place. But fools are the ones who say, man, I've got it figured out. Yes, I know that. Like Pastor Debbie Rich, if you guys have heard Dr. Debbie Rich speak and she says, um, she said, uh, um, she said that she was there broke and was like, yes, I know prosperity. I got an A on the test. I got an A on the test. Yes, I know this, but she's broke. She's like, I didn't have two dimes to rub together. And so you have people who've put themselves in a place of being like know-it-alls and they can't receive instruction and they can't receive even from the word of God. When you can't receive from a preacher, you, he's preaching the word of God and you're shutting yourself off. Man, I'm above him. I don't need to receive from him. We need to come around the word like students. You know, your whole life, you'll be student. When you're 80, you'll still be a student of the word. There's never, you'll never get to a time where you know everything. So taking that attitude of like, I'm always learning. I'm a lifetime learner. I'm a lifetime uh, student of the word of God. A fool, a fool is the one who can't listen, who hates instruction, hates correction. Um, Who's the one who deals foolishly. Another thing, number four, another way that you can tell a fool is because of his anger. It says, he that is soon angry deals foolishly and a man of wicked devices is hatred. A fool is always quick tempered. And again, you don't have to be all of these to be considered a fool. But if you have that friend or if you are that person that people are nervous to be around because you say one wrong thing and, and that person who can't, you, you're that person or you know someone who can't take a joke. Like you can joke with your other friends, you can poke fun at your other friends, but you can't do it around this person because they're going to take it so seriously and they're going to get angry quickly. Like people just looking for a reason to fly off the handle, to be like, I can't believe you said that. You've always, you know, whatever. The person who's always the victim. Man, that's that quick-tempered, really quick-tempered people are are have a victim mentality. They keep the they they keep their victimhood stored up. It's like a Jenga block, Jenga blocks of of victimhood. And the moment someone says something, even in joking, they pull out that Jenga block that causes the thing 
to collapse. And so you, you have people who have never taken control of their temper. You know, the Bible says that even a fool is considered wise when they, when they keep their mouth shut. And so God wants us to be people who are slow to anger, slow to speak, quick to listen. People who are easy, like water off a duck's back, who are, are happy to let things just blow over. Hey, they may have said something too quickly. They may have been mean. They may even have ill intentions, but I'm going to treat them like Jesus would treat them. Don't be a fool. It's time to grow up. It's time to have our hearts open to correction. It's time to be lifetime learners. It's time to be people who are, who are mature in Christ. You know, growth, and I say this often on this podcast, but growth doesn't happen automatically in the body of Christ. You have to be intentional about your growth. It's not like, hey, you've got someone who's one years old. You know, I, I was talking to a friend recently, and uh, he's got a one-year-old. And I said, the difference between children and adults, one of the differences is the ability to, when you don't get your way, not freak out. You know, you know how kids are. They're one years old, and like, they don't have enough food in front of them. They finish their mouthful, and within three seconds, they're like on the verge of tears because they don't have enough food in front of them. And it's like, all right, dad's in the kitchen cutting up this little chicken nugget, and it's going to be here in under 10 seconds, but you're freaking out. Like that's, that's what's supposed to grow. Like you should be able to, if you're 20 years old, you should be able to be hungry and not start crying because you're so hungry, right? Because you churches got out and you're stuck in traffic and you're crying. Like a two-year-old cries when he's hungry. He doesn't get his way. But by the time you're 20, you should have it figured out, right? But people spiritually stay in this place of spiritual immaturity where they're, they've been Christians for 10 years, but they've never grown past being impatient with people. They've never grown into just being kind with people, to forgiving their enemies. They've never grown into being able to receive correction properly. You know, God said something. We'll wrap up with this. God said that because if you're a bat, it's only a bastard who doesn't get corrected. God's correction is actually him showing you that he loves you. It's one of the ways he shows you that he loves you, that he cares about you, is that he disciplines you. When God gave us the Bible, he gave us a book of instructions that was there to, to escort us into eternity and to, give us, uh, and to give us also rewards in eternity. So don't be a fool. Keep your eyes on the prize. Be a person who receives instruction. Be a person who's not quick-tempered. Be a person who trusts God in everything that they do. We maybe will have a, a podcast on who the wise person is. The wise person's defined, loves instruction, seeks out instruction, goes after these things. Be a wise person. Be someone who's the, for the rest of your life, puts yourself in a place to be counseled. Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. We'll see you on the podcast tomorrow.